The Brandon Tatum Show is on KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. Y'all know what y'all are going to get, real authentic, uncut stuff. I, I don't hold back punches. I'm throwing them like I'm Floyd Mayweather or maybe even Mike Tyson in his prime. That's what you're going to get when you're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show. For those of you who, if it's your first time listening to my show, I'm a Christian. I'm a proud Christian. I'm a former police officer, and I'm pro-Trump, pro-American. Y'all know the rest of it. And honestly, the reason people like listening to me on social media, I have a million followers on my social media platforms. The Officer Tatum is my social media platforms. The Officer Tatum. The reason why people like listening to me, because I I believe that they feel that they can relate um, or that I'm relatable to the average American person. Despite the fact or in spite the fact that I am a conservative, I think people can at least understand where I come from. And if they disagree, they can disagree and maybe go do some research. Again, if you're not following me, make sure you follow me on the Officer Tatum on all of my social media. We'll 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 see about call-ins. I, I think we'll 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 see about that. I was thinking about it, but I don't know. I, I think I'd rather just run my mouth. And then I have a special guest, Terrence Williams, um, who's going to come in in the fourth segment. Uh, we might have him in third. I don't know. I'm, I'm flexible on this one, but he's going to come in. We're going to talk about the um, event that we're going to do here in Mesa, Arizona, at the Mesa Arts Center. On January the 17th, it's going to be pretty cool. It's called the Deplorables Tour. It's actually a tour. We're stopping here in Mesa, Arizona. I'll be there. Um, Obviously, Terrence will be there. Um, For those of you who know, uh, what's her name? I didn't forget her name. Tommy Laren. That's right. Tommy Laren is going to be there. Um, I met her before, and she's she's a really nice person. So let's get into Iran, right? All this talk about Iran. We've been talking about Iran more than anything else on planet Earth. Iran has been taking a lot of L's lately, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of losses. And they've been taking a lot of losses because they're an incompetent government, they're an incompetent country, in my personal opinion. Not the people, but the leadership. The leadership is completely incompetent. How in the world, and I'm just saying, if I was Iranian, if I, if I supported that country, which, I, which I'm not in favor, I'm an American, so America comes first. But if I was Iranian and I supported the country, how embarrassing is your country at this point? You allow a person like Qasem Soleimani, who is second in charge from what I hear in their country, who's the leader of their military personnel. And you allow a person like that to reign terror around the world. And then he messed around under the wrong administration and got killed. And when he got killed, your country forced you to attend his funeral, whether you wanted to or not. And then people got stampeded over and died at his funeral where your country forced you to be at. And then your country didn't want to take a real strong stance against America because they know they will get their heads whooped. So they do some soft, weak, backhanded attack against an American military base in Iraq, knowing that they would there would be no American casualties. And then <laughs> while they are functioning in attack mode against America, they shoot down a Ukrainian flight leaving Tehran. How how incompetent do you have to be as a country to fail at nearly everything you do? If somebody made a joke, and I don't know if it's a joke, when anybody dies, it's, it's sad, you know, because those people have families or whatever the case may be. I don't care what side you're on, except if you're Qasem Soleimani. I mean, you shouldn't have been 
reign in terror, then you'd probably be alive. But they made a, a statement to say that Iran managed to kill more of their citizens than in the attack against America, a military attack against America with, I don't know, millions of dollars worth of bombs. How, how can you be so incompetent? Now, let's talk about Donald Trump, and I want to talk about the media because I want this to be explained, and for people that may not be up to date on this stuff, which I, I believe that most of y'all probably are, but if you're not up to date on this stuff, you, you may want to know how all of this transpired, right? The president of the United States has the executive power to make moves like eliminating terrorists and things like this. I said this last week on the show. This is not an act of war. It's not an act of war. We did not target anybody in the country of Iran, of Iran. We didn't attack anybody in their country. We have congressional approval to be in Iraq. This fool was doing something dumb in Iraq, Soleimani, and then we had to take him out in Iraq. Who's who's really orchestrating um, some level of war is Iran, who's shooting missiles from their country into a military base that Americans are stationed at. But this is aggression that has been going on for, for administration after administration after administration. Soleimani has hundreds of Americans' lives on his hands. He had. He's a dead man now. But he, he he's responsible for killing tons of Americans. Attack. And I'm, I'm going to give you an example of the things that Iran just did just in 2019 that necessitated a response from our government. And if they didn't, if President Trump didn't respond like he did, I would consider him to be a coward. But he's a real man that stands on, on a firm foundation. Now, in May of 2019, Iran attacked an oil tanker on the Gulf. In June, Iran shot down a U.S. drone. A U.S. drone. Iran shot down a U.S. drone. And they lied and said it was on, on um, in their airspace, and it wasn't. They lied. And Trump said, okay, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to blow up on y'all yet. In July... They seized a British oil tanker. Iran attacked in September. Iran attacked a, a Saudi state-run, um, a Saudi state-run. I'm sorry, Saudi state-run oil company. In December, Iran attacked a U.S. military base in Iraq. I mean, I mean, in December, and then also in December, Iran stormed the U.S. embassy in Baghdad. And so, what do you? I mean, how many times do you got to poke the bear? How many times do you have to disrespect a country before we have to draw the red line? Now, 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 softy Obama draw a red line and let people just do hopscotch over it. When you when 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 a president is to draw a red line, you have to take a hard stance, and that may mean war. But that's why we pay billions of dollars, trillions of dollars on our military. Let me let me say this real quick. We pay taxes to fund the greatest military on planet Earth, and some people. Are, are emboldened to to want to not go to war. Let me tell you this. If you are a president or you are an administration or congressman who say, we don't want to go to war, we want to stop in this war, but then how, why do we need to fund trillions of dollars into a military and you don't want to use them at all ever? That makes no sense to me. Give me my tax money back if you don't want to, if you're not uh, bold enough to use the military. That's like sitting there buying a Bentley and never driving it. Man, you at some point you got to be willing to drive it. That's like having a Lamborghini in your garage and saying, "I'm just, I'm just spending all this money and investing in a Lamborghini just for that day that I want to take it on a stroll." That's the dumbest thing possible. 
If you're going to fund the military, you got to be ready to use the military. So when people show aggression towards America, we need to be ready to respond. And we need to be ready to respond in disproportionate manners. Because what, what does that do? That deter people from attacking our country. All of the people on the left, we're going to war with Iran. Trump is a, is a you know, he, he's, a, he's a bad president. This is another reason he needs to be impeached. Are we going to war with Iran? Ask yourself this question while you're riding in your car. Or you're listening to me somewhere else. Are, are we going to war with Iran? No. You know why we're not going to war with Iran? You know why? Because we blew up their commander and we said, we, we told them, our president is telling them, you do something else, we have 52 targets that we're going to make into a parking lot. Do you really want to take it there? And they didn't. They did some little weak response. They killed no Americans. And they, now they want peace. On the TV crying, talking about they want peace. Come on, man. This, this is what you do as a country that, that has the willpower and the confidence to run and function around the world. President Trump is the great hope of America, in my personal opinion. I almost call him the great white hope like um, Jesse Lee Peterson called him, but I didn't want to do that. But he is he has really restored American pride and strength in America all around the world. And if you don't believe that, I dare you to do your own research. Don't look at don't look at the lamestream media. Do your own research and figure it out. More mess from Iran, more mess from Ilhan Omar, the congressional terrorist. When we come back, y'all listen to the Brandon Tatum show on KTAR. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. If you're not following me on social media, you're making a huge mistake. The Officer Tatum on all of my social media platforms. The Officer Tatum, obviously because I'm a former police officer in the great state of Arizona, in Tucson, Arizona. Honorably served for six and a half years. And then I decided to go on and do uh, greater things or or different things that I felt like God uh, led me to do. Be able to talk to y'all and and just do all the great things. Uh, speeches that I do around the country. I've been to the White House six times and, you know, all of the, all of the blessings that God has given me, I've been able to do since I left the police department. But I still am a, a strong supporter of law enforcement in America because I think that, you know, we we don't get the rap that we deserve. And, I, and I'm supposed to be talking about Iran, but I, I just want to take a quick commercial break and talk about police in America because People just don't understand. And I know all y'all are perfect. Y'all understand. I'm talking about somebody on another radio show. Listen to another radio show. People don't understand the sacrifice that's made, the trauma that's created in the minds of police officers based on the stuff they see every day. And also the nowadays where you have your own police chiefs aren't even supporting their officers. Are they halfway supporting their officers when it's politically expedient? Um Speaking of Jerry Williams, the police chief of Phoenix Police Department, whom I cannot stand. She has lost all respect for me. Um, and she needs to turn a badge in if you ask me. But anyway, let's get to Iran. And I want to talk about Ilan Omar, who is the trashiest congressional, uh, a person in Congress 
in American history, in my personal opinion, in my history of knowing about politics. I'm not going to say in American history because when I wasn't alive, I, you know, of course, I wasn't that deep into it. And I just got into politics more recently. Um, I'm probably like most Americans where I passively watch it. And now I'm more into it because I see the effects and the impact that it has. And thank God that I voted for President Trump because we'll be in a whole heap of trouble. Iran shot down a commercial airlines. And you have to ask yourself this question. Why is Nancy Pelosi and all of these Democrats who have come out in brute force to talk trash and demonize and fear monger on Donald Trump's decision to take out a terrorist? They, I mean, every day they're on television. Congressional resolutions. But then Iran, on top of them propping up a terrorist in, in Qasem Soleimani, they ended up killing innocent people in the aircraft. These are innocent people. Many of them weren't even Iranian citizens. Just imagine if that happened in America. Just imagine if America had missiles that hit an airliner in, in America and ended up killing uh, uh, Muslims. Just say somebody from a Muslim country, Iranians, you know, people from Iraq, whatever you want to call it. The hell that people would be causing or raising in America will be out of control. Yet Iran abuses their citizens, jails them, kill them. I told y'all last week, they 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 uh execute children, they throw gay people off buildings. All of the stuff that they have done. And people in our country are coming out against Trump. And then when Iran shows that they're completely incompetent murdering people on an aircraft because they allow their heat-seeking missiles, not anti-warcraft missiles, to shoot down the airlines. The fear, the trauma that that has caused in the families all over the country who people were affected on that flight, and your politicians, your Democratic politicians, ain't saying nothing. They ain't saying nothing. It makes me so mad. I, I want to scream. And you have the Galkaida squad, right? I call them Galkaida. I got that from somebody on the internet. And not Al-Qaeda, but Galkaida. The squad, Ilan Omar, Tlaib, and these other brain-dead politicians. And I normally don't talk about people like this, but when you see Ilan Omar, and y'all can Google this. I'm going to end up making a video on my YouTube, so you may want to check my YouTube later. Ilan Omar When she speaks about having PTSD because of what's going on in Iran and all this other stuff, she's laughing and smirking and trying to tell the world that she got PTSD like it's something to be something to to play games about. PTSD is something very serious. And then when the other congresswoman who have half half a brain, Sheila Jackson Lee, when she's up there talking, what does Ella Omar do? She's laughing and joking with other freshman congresswomen. Joking. And let me tell you this. Iranians are, 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 yeah, Iranians were protesting their country for the malicious behavior of downing a, a civilian aircraft. What were we doing? We, we're not saying nothing. Where are our protesters at? Where are these SJWs who were crying about warfare from Donald Trump and all of this other stuff? Where are you at? You ain't protesting nothing. You, you, you don't want to stand up for Canadians who lost their lives in the aircraft? Okay. Y'all just hate Trump. 
You just hate Trump. It's not about the country. It's not about justice. It's not about what's right. It's about hating President Trump. And Ilan Omar, one of the most un-American congresswomen of all time. Let me tell you something. Anybody that's listening to this, I don't care who you are. If you are a refugee, essentially from your own religion, the, print, the, 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 the effects of your own religion, if you are a refugee from another country and the United States of America allows you to come here and for you to have freedom, you should be ashamed of yourself if all you do is bash your own country. If all you do is bash your country's allies, you got into Congress to support the American people, not be an Islamic enthusiast. And when I say Islamic enthusiast, I'm saying Islamic terrorist enthusiast. All you got to do is Google it. Elon Omar petitioned for ISIS terrorists to get lesser sentences, to get less harsher penalties for their crimes against America. I can't, it's just, it's crazy to me what these people do, what these people say and what they represent. They want to destroy America. Think about this for a minute. The Green New Deal is a scam. Climate change is a scam. Let me tell you why. I'm going to give you a quick stat. Since 2000 to 2016, I'm just going to give you that, that time frame. America and Europe have dropped 10%, America has gone down 10% in their emissions, and Europe has gone down, I think, 12 or 14% in their emissions. India has gone up, I don't know, 200%, close to 200%. China has gone up 400%, 500% in their emissions. And you want to tell me that we need to ban all of our motor vehicles because we need to change the world. But we won't do nothing and hold China or India accountable when they cover 80 percent of the greenhouse gases, 80 percent of of what we consider the climate crisis. I'm telling y'all, man, we need to really check out our politicians, see who's running this Democratic Party because they're trying to destroy us. I have Terrence Williams coming up. Terrence Williams is one of my good friends, a comedian, a conservative Trump supporter. He's coming up. In our last segment, I might sneak him in in this in this next segment. I might be able to sneak him in. I told his butt to call at six thirty-five, and I know him and I are on what we call CPT, so he's gonna be late. So if I told him six thirty-five, he's gonna call in at six fifty. So I should have told him to call in at five, and then we would have probably been right on time. I can't blame him, man. I'm, I'm letting him know at the last minute. I'll try to sneak Terrence in. If not, I'll get him in the in the next segment. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show. Make sure you stay tuned. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen and ladies, you listen to the Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR. Hey, I like that beat. That, that kind of calmed me down a little bit. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to get my nerves back because I was my nerves was getting bad talking about these Democrats. So I got Terrence on the phone. Terrence Williams. Some of you guys may know who he is. Some of you may not. You're gonna learn about him on this show. Um, so I'm gonna bring him in, in a second. One thing I want to say before I bring Terrence in is I want to just address this one thing. Please, please, please do your research 
when it comes to Democrat and Republican and what they're saying and what they stand for. That's all I'm saying. Do your research. Don't just believe one side. Don't just believe me. Do your research and listen to both sides. So I'm going to bring Terrence in right now. My brother, Terrence Williams, what it do, man? What's going on? Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks thanks for calling in. Thanks for uh, agreeing to participate. I want to talk about the show first, the Deplorable Show, and then I want everybody to get to know who you are. So first, on the 17th, we have the Deplorable Show. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. Uh, Tommy Laren is going to be there. Um, get, what, what's your take on the show, man? Oh, man. So the show, you know, of course, is January the 17th, and I am honored, honored to be sharing the same stage as you, Brandon. You better be. (laughs) (laughs) And let me tell you here, see, I'm a little guy, but see, Brandon, (laughs) now you used to be a police officer, and you kind of swole, too. You got muscles. So I feel safe that you're coming to the show because, you know, I know nobody's going to mess with me at all, but we will have security, but, but we got you also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got, you got me in my, in my state, you know, where we, you can carry, you know, Hey, Hey, so you, you know, we go, we're going to be straight. So I, I think, I think that the show is in Mesa. Uh, we're going to have a wonderful time. It's, it's sort of a combination of inspiration and comedy, right? Oh yeah, man. It's like, it's, yeah, you know, we're going to be talking, you know, of course we're going to be talking politics, Trump, 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 Trump. Because we support the president, we I mean we support you. You know, uh, 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 we 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 love America. We love our guns. We love our country. So it's going to be a whole lot of patriotism in the building, um, and, and you know it's going to be some laughter. It's going to be some motivation, and we're going to have fun. It's going to be a family reunion for deplorables. I mean, we are going to have a blast because yeah. conservatives and deplor and deplorables, Trump supporters, they want to have fun too. But they can't go to these other events because all they, all these liberals do is bash America. They bash Trump supporters. They bash conservatives. And don't nobody want to hear that. People want to have fun. So that's why we are doing this thing. Yeah, man. It was I, I, I filled in for you last year um, when you got into that accident, man. And it was, it was tremendous, man. I was shocked at how funny it was. And, and, the, and the thing that I took away from it was most people were like, thank God. That we can have some some no PC comedy, real talk, pro American. You know, they got a chance to meet us at the end, take pictures. So it was cool. But people may not know who you are, Terrence. I mean, I, you're way more popular than me. But people may not know who you are. So I want to talk a little bit about you, man. I, I mean, you have a tremendous story. I mean, the way you grew up, bro. Going from I, I, I'm, I'm gonna let you talk, tell the story, but going from where you started. To, to where you have been several times on a stage in a place that I'm going to let you talk about. And uh, so, so, so tell, tell my people that, that, are, that are listening kind of how did you start off, bro? What is your, what's your story? So first of all, I want to say this here. Uh, when you said I'm more popular than you. We are all popular in God's eyes. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah. Right I like that. You sound like my grandma can, telling can me I something made me feel good. Can I get an amen? <laughs> we are all popular in God's eyes. So don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that, brother. All right. Okay. All right. All right, Granny. <laughs> yes. But, but, but the truth is this here, okay? I grew up in foster care. My mom had nine children uh, by six different fathers. She was addicted to drugs. And uh, she neglected us, and we were in and out of the system. You know, and I was in and out of foster homes my whole life, you know, until I was about 15 years old. And uh, it was a tough life, of course. 
but I didn't become a product of my environment. Um, I didn't adopt a victim. Well, well, I did adopt a victim mentality, but then I uh, abandoned that victim mentality. I let it go, and I made something of myself, and I was able to do that because in the United States of America, there's opportunity for everybody, no matter if you grew up piss poor, no matter if you grew up without money, without food. Amen. You still have an opportunity to be somebody in this country. No matter if you're black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, you can be whoever you want to be in this country. And uh, I thank God for that, that uh, I was able to not be, that I was able to, you know, just beat the system, the foster care system, and, 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 and not go down the wrong path. Because there were times that I was going down the wrong path, but I got my head straight and I made something of myself because this is America. And so I thank God for it all. So you went from so you went from the foster house to the White House though. That's I mean that you, you went from being in foster care neglected by your mom to accomplishing or embracing the American dream and going all the way to the White House. As as a as a you know, people like to say a black man in America. It's true. As a black man in America, that is a tremendous accomplishment against all odds. But not only did you go to the White House, I want you to tell people what happened the last time you was at the White House. You know, who who let you speak on the stage, man? And, and it was well, pretty much kissing your butt. <laughs> well, listen, um, you are right. And growing up, I never imagined that I would be at the White House. So, you know, I went from the foster house to the White House. And... um it was kind of emotional because I just never thought that I would even be at the White House, let alone speak on the same stage as the president of the United States of America, speak on the same stage with the commander in chief, with the leader of the free world. I never thought that would wow. happen. President Donald J. Trump called me on stage to speak, and he gave me a great introduction and I was blown away. I'm still on cloud nine. I'm still processing. This happened last October. And I'm still processing this. Like, it's like who gets called on stage by the president yeah. in the White House? Yeah. It's historic. It's historic. Come on now. Your, like, kid, your kids are going to look back and be like, hey, my dad was at the White daddy. House speaking on the stage with the my president. My daddy spoke with the president. That's my daddy. He's going to say, that's my daddy. Your daddy ain't never spoke with the president, but my daddy had. You know? So, you know, it, uh, it was an honor. It was an honor to share the stage with a man that gave up his lavish lifestyle. Right. That gave up everything to fight for Americans. President Donald J. Trump, it was, I was, as a black man in this country, it was an honor to stand on stage with a president that fights hard for the black community. And I think he, honor. and I think he fight harder than anybody else. We got a minute left. Um, Terrence, I want you to stay on the phone. I want to bring you back in the next segment. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about President Trump and some of your experiences and the event that we have coming up. You guys are listening uh, to the Brandon Tatum show. Make sure you stay tuned. I'm talking to Terrence Williams, one of the biggest celebrities, social media personalities, a comedian. We have a show coming up in Mesa, Arizona. Y'all better stay tuned. Hold the phone. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
Look at the star. All the stars, man. The stars is beautiful tonight. Look at Welcome back, welcome back. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. Real talk, uncut. Y'all know what it is. If you're not following me on social media, make sure you follow me at The Arsenal Tatum. Um, I got my brother Terrence Williams on the line. Uh, Terrence is a social media superstar. He's been invited to the White House probably as many times as I have, probably over five times personally allowed by the president to speak on the same stage as the president behind the presidential seal. I haven't even gotten there yet. So Terrence is with us. We're talking about a bunch of, of really cool stuff. Let me bring him back in. Terrence, are you there? Hey, I'm here, brother. Thank hey, you. brother. I want to, I want to continue to talk about the president because there's a sentiment out here and you know about it. And, and most people know about it. The president is a flaming racist is what they call it. That he hate black people. I mean, what's your, what's your take on president Trump and his uh, uh, feelings towards black people in America? First of all, I honestly don't think president Trump see color and the only color that he do see is green, and he want green for America. He want America to prosper. He want Americans to make a lot of money. He want Americans to do well financially and mentally and physically. President Trump does not see black, white, none of that stuff. He don't care if you black or white. He don't care. You know, so uh, people can miss me with all that racism stuff because this president does not see color. Why do you think people uh, say that, though? Bogus. Why do you think people say it? Why, why do you think Why do you think other blacks are like, because, you know, he only got like, I think, I don't know, three to five percent of the black vote or something like that. Why do you think most black people don't like him? Well, the thing is, it's, it's, it's easy for, well, no, black people don't know that they, black people think they don't like him. Right. They don't I know agree. nothing, uh, the, the ones who claim that they don't like him, they don't know nothing about this president at all. Uh, uh, all they know is what CNN is telling them. That's all they know is what CNN is telling them. And uh, But if they really paid attention, if they really took some time out to understand President Trump and, to, and they really took the time out to learn what he is doing for them in this country, they would love and they would support President Trump. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you a thousand percent. Y'all listening to Terrence Williams, social media superstar. He's a he is a comedian. Man, he's an entrepreneur. A great, great young man. Me and Terrence, or Terrence and I, that probably is the proper English. Terrence and I, we have a event here on the seventeenth of January at the Mesa Arts Center. Uh, it's going to be mind blowing. Terrence, tell the people where they can go to get their tickets. They can go to. Uh to the deplorableshow.com, deplorableshow.com, and get their tickets. Um, they can find the tickets at the Mesa Art Center uh, online. Those are the, the two places that, that they can find it, deplorableshow.com and at the Mesa Art Center. Or they can go to my social media at Terrence K. Williams, and they can find the links there. They can find the links on your page. I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, they, they're on my page as well. The Officer Tatum, The Officer Tatum. You'll have all the links there. Terrence, have you been a conservative your whole life or or, or were you a liberal? Like, how, how did that transition for you? Oh, man, you're cutting out on me. Most people in the uh, black community are told that they are liberal, are told that they are Democrats. So, 
I was told, you know, half my life that I was a Democrat. Yeah. And I realized that, hold on now, people are thinking for me. It's time I think for myself. And when I began to think for myself, come to find out, I lean more toward the right. Come to find out, I'm more of a conservative than a liberal. And, you know, and I started to to realize that, you know, as time passed and as I started thinking for myself. So do you think it's something that's just a, a, a matter of time for people to be exposed to reality for them to change? I mean, do you do you think do you perceive that black people in America just say by 2024 with all that's going on with Donald Trump and everything that that people are getting exposed to now? Do you think that that more black people are going to identify more as conservative, um, let's say, in 2024 than they do today? Um, you know what? I think uh, when you ask the question that, you know, like, does it take time for people to start to realize it does take time. People have to live, have to live a little and have to go through through some things to understand things. But I think now in 2020, I think now since it's 2020, I think the president is going to get more black votes because black people see that things are getting better because of this administration. And they realize that. And uh, I think it's going to be a surprising thing. I think President Trump is going to be surprised uh, uh, by how many black people vote for him this year. I think I will be surprised. And I think you'll be surprised, too. I think it's going to be a number that none of us expected at all. And I know. And, and the reason why, and, and I think because think about this for a minute. I, I don't think you were in the politics very much. And, and, I'm, I, I, and I'll let you, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you were in politics very much before Trump. I wasn't. I mean, I voted for Barack Obama, but I wasn't enthusiastic about politics. Somebody like, and a lot of people know Candace Owens have millions of followers on all those social media platforms. She wasn't in the politics before President Trump. And you see at least three very, I mean, David Harris Jr. I mean, we can go down the list. You see three or four very prominent African-American people who have access or, or have been able to reach millions of people a month are now um, having a platform to support the president. So I think that, you know, according, you know, similar to what you said and also what we have seen in 2016, how many people have emerged, I think 2020 is going to be an absolute landslide in the black community and people around America. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? Uh, before Trump, you know, I, I, I was talking about some social issues during the, you know, and, uh, and then I was talking about things going on in America, um, but I wasn't heavily involved in politics. I wasn't, I wasn't involved in much politics at all, uh, but I did keep up with politics. I didn't speak on it, but I did keep up with, with them. And my fans asked me, Terrence, who are you going to be voting for in 2016, Hillary or, or Trump? And uh, I told one of my family members, I said, I'm going to tell these people I'm voting for Trump because that's what I'm voting for. They said, Terrence, don't do that or you will never make it in Hollywood because you want to be an actor and a comedian. Do not say Trump. I said Trump because you're not about to tell me that I can't speak my mind. Nobody is about to make me hush up about the things that I believe in. And I should not be scared to show my support. For an American that wants to be a president, that wants to do uh, uh, great things for America, I should not have to feel bad because I support 
the, le- the leader of the free world, President Donald J. Trump, the commander in chief, the best president we have ever seen Amen. next to Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so and Trump beat Abraham Lincoln in some polls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Terrence, I, I don't mean to cut you off, brother. I got to I got to run. We got a hard break, man. I appreciate you coming on, brother. You have to come back to my show ladies and gentlemen you're listening to terrence williams he is a uh, entrepreneur a comedian a social media celebrity look him up terrence k williams on his social media hey we have an event in mesa arizona on the 17th go to deplorableshow.com or visit mesa art center so you can see the event that's coming up i want to see you there i want to see y'all there i'll catch y'all next week you listen to the brandon tatum show every saturday at 6 p.m i love y'all man i don't want to go But I got to get out of here. I'll see y'all next week, man. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. It's Dom from Venezia's. There's nothing better than post-game pizza celebration. Whether it's Little League, soccer, lacrosse, you name it, we'll be ready. And post-game parties are easy at Venezia's. Bring the crew in for a pizza night the kids and the parents will all love. Pizza, salads, pastas, and the famous chicken wings, and everyone's favorite mac and cheese bites dipped in our homemade ranch. That's Venezia's, fueling Arizona's kid athletes for more than 20 years. The Big Maricopa County Home and Garden Show, this weekend only at the Arizona State Fairgrounds. This is Arizona's biggest and best home show and featuring 1,000 fun and inspiring shopping booths. Tiny homes, free classes, seminars, workshops, and so much more. Shop, compare, and save big with the largest selection of home remodeling and decor companies in one place for one weekend only. Just listen to what people are saying about the home show. There's a lot of good ideas, a lot of options. Lots of inspiration. There's so many products, so it's nice to see and get to put your hands on things so you know exactly what you're going to get. Seeing it in person and seeing them use it and the energy that those vendors have, it's awesome. That's what I love about home shows. You get to talk to the vendors one-on-one instead of a phone call. It's an amazing way to find a contractor that you can sort of have a relationship with and hire. And it's all happening this weekend only at the Arizona State Fairgrounds. Visit mchomeshows.com for more information. It's Gatos, and my awesome friends at the Arizona Painting Company always go the extra mile for their customers. Start 2020 off right with 20% off your paint job when you book in January. Financing is available on approved credit. Listen, refresh your interior and exterior paint. Schedule by January 31st for this amazing offer. It's Gatos approved, Rosie on the House certified, 1-800-PAINTING, 1-800-PAINTING. And for more details, send directly to your phone. Text the word PAINT to 411923. Message and data rates may apply. At Quicken Loans, our 17,000 team members know that home is so much more than a house. That's because our clients tell us all the time. Hey, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, and we want to help you save money on your mortgage with some of the lowest refinancing rates ever. Rates are historically low. You may be able to reduce your rate and save money on your monthly mortgage payment right now. Pay off some credit card debt or put some money towards that new bathroom or kitchen you've always wanted. The rate today on our 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.99%. APR 4.23%. That's right. Three.